Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR Grassroots Racing is full throttle every week on Flow Racing, where you can stream over 1,300 events live and on demand and access exclusive coverage. Subscribe to Flow today to see NASCAR legends, past, present, and future, go head-to-head with hometown heroes at tracks like Bowman Gray, Meridian, South Boston, and more. Find your next favorite driver by going to flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley, the entire MRN crew here with you as we are navigating our way into an off weekend for the NASCAR Cup Series. Xfinity Series off as well this weekend. But we're coming off a NASCAR Cup Series race at Sonoma Raceway that found Daniel Suarez going to victory lane for the first time ever in his NASCAR Cup Series career in his 195th start. He is the fifth foreign-born driver to win in the NASCAR Cup Series. And with that win, 
He and Ross Chastain, both track house racing drivers, are playoff eligible, something that a lot of us didn't see coming into the season. Track house racing having a lot of success here in 2022. And that was one of those feel-good wins over the weekend that, wow, of all the struggles that he's been through, speaking of Daniel Suarez, he was able to put everything together. He had been close so many times this year, but they slipped through his fingers. Talking about those opportunities to win in the Cup Series. Well, he had a firm grasp on those chances on Sunday, and it paid off with a win. So, Daniel Suarez becoming the 12 different winner in the NASCAR Cup Series here in 2022. And, of course, the field of 16 will be set after the next 10 races. We mentioned the Cup Series being off this weekend. They will be back in action, and we'll be back at it beginning next weekend at Nashville for what will be a 20-race run all the way to the end of the season. You've got 10 races to make it, and then you've got 10 races to maintain your playoff chances. And then, of course, that all will come to a head with the championship race at Phoenix Raceway the first weekend in November. So with that, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series is in action this weekend. They will take center stage. And because of that, and they're doing it, by the way, on the dirt at Knoxville Raceway, the Clean Harbors 150. We thought it would be appropriate to bring in our resident dirt expert. You hear him as the host of Wing Nation. You also hear him on Pit Road for the Motor Racing Network. Steve Post is here. Posty, welcome to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How we doing? Man, it is the high holy days of truck series racing, Mike, when we go out to the dirt track at Knoxville. It is great. Glad, glad to be here on the show with you. Really, really cool stuff, that's for sure. So what do you think the appeal is for NASCAR fans watching NASCAR vehicles race on dirt? I know this is a, this is a philosophical discussion. What do you think the attraction is there for those folks? I think uh, it's something different. I think that we have learned over the last maybe five years, maybe seven years of NASCAR that we seem to be trending toward a lot of new things, a lot of different things. Don't give me the same thing you gave me last week. And so when you look at the truck series, two weeks ago we were at Gateway, last week we were at the road course, and this week we're on the dirt track at Knoxville. I think it's an iconic dirt track. It's a legendary dirt track out in Iowa in the, on the Marion County Fairgrounds there. It's a throwback in that it is an old fairgrounds dirt track, but I just think that it is the unique nature of this. We've seen a lot of passion for dirt tracks, the NASCAR routes. We've seen all of that coming up, and I think it all comes together this Saturday night, and that's what is the appeal of the Clean Harbors 150 that we have this Saturday night here on Motor Racing Network. I, I think it's a combination of a lot of things, Mike. So this is for the fan that is not familiar with dirt racing, isn't familiar with the venues, you said legendary Knoxville Raceway. What makes Knoxville legendary, and where would you put it on the list of dirt short tracks across the Fruit of Plain here? The Knoxville Dirt Track is legendary. Dirt track racing, fairgrounds racing goes back, uh, I don't know, probably to the 1900s. And there are many, many, many that have gone by the wayside, many that have struggled. The Marion County Fairgrounds in Knoxville, Iowa, is one of those tracks that hit on something in the late 1950s with – uh, a super uh, super modified division. They put together a little event that became the Knoxville Nationals, and it has grown into this iconic sprint car weekend, the granddaddy of them all, the biggest sprint car race in the world, and it takes place in Knoxville, Iowa, of all places, where the town on Knoxville National Weekend will triple or quadruple in size just because of the fans that roll in there. So it is one of those fairgrounds tracks that has navigated its way and in navigating its way keeps keeps moving forward 
but has evolved and developed this big event called the Knoxville Nationals. And they've taken that now, and they've added multiple big events to that. They have a dirt late model Nationals. Last year we had the Truck Series. SRX was there. And they have just parlayed this into a big-time sporting facility. And I think that's what's been the whole key with Knoxville is it's it's the, the little fairgrounds track that has become your mainstream sporting venue. So I think that's what has really been attractive about it and, and what has grown with Knoxville is that um, it's it's done well in navigating it and then we roll in there with uh, with, with the NASCAR Tour, the uh, Truck Series on that historic racetrack and I think that is what it's been for Knoxville and as far as where it's at in the pecking order, I think it depends on who you ask. If you ask a sprint car fan, it's not even close. Knoxville is where you need to be. Now, if you ask a dirt late model fan, Knoxville might fall in line second behind Eldora. Um, but really, when you look at dirt tracks, you maybe could make a place for a case for Williams Grove third. But I think you're looking at Knoxville in the pecking order of dirt tracks, number one or number two, depending on who you are, and 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 really kind of in a category of their own. Those two tracks are. That's that's how big Knoxville is, Mike. Well, I know that it's something last year that. Um it either was one of the most awesome experiences ever or it was the bane of a lot of drivers' yeah, existence yeah. because of the challenging nature of the race. It was a very rough-and-tumble ending to the race. Uh, Grant Enfinger earlier today referred to it as a bloodbath there at the end where it was just a lot of contact. How is Knoxville different than Eldora or Bristol Dirt? Those are the two that obviously NASCAR fans have a connection with, with what we've seen the trucks do there in uh, in Rossburg, and then, of course, what we've done at Bristol there in Tennessee. How is Knoxville different, or is Knoxville different from the ones that we've run on so far? Yeah, it's very different. First off, the, the dirt itself is kind of a black clay where the other racetracks are more of a red clay, um, a little bit tackier. This track is a little bit slicker. Uh, so it's 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 not quite as much grip for the trucks that we've seen, but really the biggest difference is is just the lack of banking. Uh, this track is very flat compared to Eldora and compared to Bristol, and so it tends to be far more technical. And and what happened last week and dirt track one of the one of the passions one of the neat things about dirt track racing is the ever changing surface. And I think what happened last year, and, and, and hopefully there's been some things learned about this, last year for the first 30 or 40 laps of that feature, that racetrack was tacky and wide, and it just provided some great side-by-side racing. What happens with a dirt track, though, it tends to dry out over the course of time. And as that tr- track dried out, it became very bottom-sensitive, and it became, as the drivers talked about, as you mentioned Grant Enfinger talked about, it became a bloodbath. We just had Marty Lindley on crew call. That's going to drop this week here on MRN as well. And Marty said it was a dogfight just to get down to the inside groove. So you end up with this battle to get to the inside. Double-file restarts were chaos. Everyone was fighting and scratching and scrapping and beating the fenders off each other to try to get down to the bottom. And hopefully we can get the track a little bit more sustainable for a longer distance to get more of that two wide racing. I think it's the flat nature of it, a little bit of the dirt, the, 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 the texture of the clay out there, the black clay out in, Ox, uh, out in Iowa. But really the, the flat nature of the racetrack gave us that bloodbath, if you will, last week. And, and, and I'm with, you know, like you. Some people do not like bloodbaths as far as the racing goes, and some people just thought it was a hoot watching those guys beat the snot out of each other trying to get to the inside lane. We'll see what we have this week, and that's the beauty of dirt track racing is it's an evolving surface over the course of an event. MRN's Steve Post spending time with us here on NASCAR Live. 
wide open. I want to pause this conversation and go down another conversational path with you. Obviously, we view you as as our dirt expert, our, our open wheel expert with your hosting duties on Wing Nation and obviously what you do with Crew Call there. But uh, you're the guy that if we ever have a question about dirt racing, you are our number one resource. Where and when did your love affair with dirt racing begin? Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. As a child, my dad would take us to our local tracks. Uh, I'm from uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, and so our home tracks were a Saturday night track, Five Mile Point Speedway in Binghamton, New York, at a Friday night track, Pencan Speedway in Susquehanna, Pennsylvania. And I don't remember not going to the racetrack with my dad, other than maybe trips to Canada fishing. Uh, the joke I always tell people was, and they were all dirt tracks at the time. I really, really fell in love with dirt track racing. The joke I tell people is that the first time that I recall intentionally missing by plan a race at Five Mile Point Speedway was my junior prom. So, and I had so much fun at my junior prom <laughs> that the night of my senior prom, I was at Five Mile Point Speedway where I belonged. Um, I just have a passion for dirt track racing, and it's continued on to this day. Uh, ironically, Mike, it's a, it's a weird time to talk about this because Five Mile Point Speedway, Binghamton, New York, uh, just was announced about a month ago that the track has been sold. And it's not going to be a racetrack after this year. So I'm going to pack the kids up here in a couple of weeks, one of our off weekends, and we're going to go up and pay final respects to uh, Five Mile Point Speedway, a 72-year run up there in Binghamton, New York. But, yeah, it's the dirt tracks in the Northeast that really captured my interest, and I still love going to dirt tracks to this day. Uh, when we're out on the road, you guys know, uh, some of y'all go play Golden Tea. Uh, <laughs> some go out and dine and graze in areas. And, and, yes, I'll go and watch you guys play Golden Tea at times. And, yes, you know when it comes to grazing, I get out there with the best of them as far as the meals go. And there's other times where we break off in different directions. And those nights, you can pretty much be sure that I found some dirt track in the vicinity. I just, I just love it, still love it as much as I did as a kid to this day. Well, if you want to if you want to drill down in this, what you described also describes a lot of our experiences to where as a child you were taken to a local track and the love of motorsports yeah. blossomed from there. And I still think, I mean, you know, we're in our 50s and we're talking about things that in my case happened back when I was, you know, 47, 48 years ago. I mean, I've been going to the racetrack since really I've been like one or two. Dad tells the story or told the story when he was with us. That I went the first time I went to Delaware International or US 13 back in the day, I was in my mother's arms in a blanket. So I've been going to the racetrack basically since birth, and it is that family time and and getting involved with motorsports with the family to me that I think is key, Posty, even to this very day. This is, in my opinion, an opportunity for parents to get their children acclimated with motorsports like our parents did with us. And that, therefore, for me, increases the value of grassroots racing. What are your thoughts on that? Totally agree. Uh, it was something my dad and I did together. Uh, mm -hmm. there, my dad and I, we did racing together. I have an older brother. He was very mechanically inclined. He liked the racing. My dad is very mechanically inclined. I am not. You don't want me touching anything mechanically inclined. So dad and John, they would spend time in the garage working on vehicles, tearing down cars, building cars. And then dad and my thing was going to the races. And so we had that bond. We had that quality time that we have. And, and Mike, and to your point, and I know you and I parallel each other, you talk about going to the racetracks, US 13, Delaware International. You talk about going to Dover with your dad and your mom, and it is that quality family time, and, and that still rings true today. When I go to a NASCAR race or I go to a dirt track race, 
it does my heart so good to see a dad, a mom, a dad or a mom, a dad and a mom sitting there with a couple of kids, having some popcorn, having some soda, uh, maybe getting a hot dog, maybe getting some French fries, and just having that quality time. And I think uh, we we talk a lot about this from a driver's perspective. We talk a lot about you know the family time of these of these these young racers that we marvel at how good they're at and how their dads played such a big part of it. But from the fan side, and that's the side you and I come from. We were fans that have been able to find a way to talk about it and, and, and get paid for it. But from the fan side, it's the same thing. It's that quality time with family. So I love seeing people out at our NASCAR races. And, and, and I hope that as you go to a NASCAR race, you might find that local NASCAR weekly racing series track or that local dirt track and go out and spend that quality family time together. It is just time well spent uh, with your family. And the entertainment is uh, it's, 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 it's good times. That's for sure. And it creates an impact on the family, and you've heard it in this conversation. I mean, there are memories that we are describing that were 40-plus years in the making at that time when when Dad took me to that to that racetrack, and I'm sure yours when he took your, you there as well, that, you know, you're not thinking, wow, that'll be a lasting memory. But it is a memory that's created not only of watching racing but the attraction to motorsports, but also creating that bond or building that bond or perhaps maybe – repairing a relationship over motorsports and that mm-hmm. being the vehicle with the parental units and yourself. But, but my, my message is, Hey, you know, we talk about in the springtime and in the early summer, you know, take a kid to a ballpark, take a kid to a racetrack, take them there and instill that pass along to, to children. What was passed along to you. And this time has passed by very quick. We got to yeah. turn you loose. Oh. Uh, we can't wait to get to Iowa for the truck race. Can't wait for that. Can't wait to get back on the dirt, but we also can't wait to fire up the second, uh, I don't want to say the second half of the season, not quite there yet, but the stretch of racing oh. that will begin next weekend at Nashville. And then Posty with that, we go back to work next week at Nashville. Son, we are hammered down all the way to the championship deciding race at the beginning of November at Phoenix. Hard to believe. 20 races straight for the Cup Series. The next 10 are fascinating to me, just the diversity of the races, who's in, who's out, who's going to be in, who's going to be out. We are getting ready to go elbows up. So this weekend, a little dirt track racing. And then batting down the hatches, we go for real with the NASCAR Cup Series starting next week at Nashville. Can't wait, Mike. Uh, it's just uh, always great to hang out and chat with you uh, here on the podcast. And uh, always good to hang out at the racetrack and uh, follow along with this sport that we both love so very much. Appreciate you as always, my friend. Yeah, boy. That is Steve Post, my man, giving us the skinny about racing in Knoxville. And, of course, a little personal peek Behind the curtain for the Clean Harbors 150. We'll give you the broadcast time here coming up. But as we say, truck series racing and racing on the dirt, this is where we normally have odds. And in a rare odd moment, we've got odds for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series this weekend. And with those odds, we bring in producer Trey. Of course, the odds brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Please bet responsibly. Trey, what are the odds saying for the old tough trucks of NASCAR this Saturday? Well, the favorite this weekend is one John Hunter Nemechek for Kyle Busch Motorsports. He sits at plus 600. And then we've got a whole gaggle of drivers right behind him at plus 650. Both of the Smiths of the truck series, not related, by the way, but Chandler Smith and Zane Smith, both at plus 650. Ben Rhodes, who is the defending series champion and won earlier this season on the Bristol Dirt Track. He is also at plus 650. And then Todd Gilliland, who is returning to the truck series this weekend to drive for his dad's team, David Gilliland Racing, in the 17 truck. He is plus 650 as well. 
But my pick, I'm going with the Truck Series Dirt Ace. I'm going with Stuart Friesen. It's kind of surprising to me that he is below all of those drivers at plus 800 in terms of the odds. But Friesen, you've always got to circle him when you go to these dirt tracks. I mean, he is the guy that NASCAR pegged to test the next-gen car on the dirt tracks to get it ready for the Bristol Dirt Race this year. Stuart Friesen uh, is my pick at plus 800. If you're looking for some long shots, one I'm going to go with, Mike, is someone who you talked to on NASCAR Live this week, Matt DiBenedetto, who grew up dirt racing, and he spoke to the media last week. He spoke to you that he thinks the road courses and the dirt tracks are kind of the great equalizers for his team at Rackley War Racing, and he is plus 4,000 this weekend. And we've also got another returning uh, truck veteran to the series this weekend. Former series champion Brett Moffitt is racing this weekend for Austin Wayne Self, and he is at plus 5,000. Always a good bet to uh, take a flyer on Brett Moffitt when he returns to the Truck Series. But Stuart Friesen is my pick, but a lot of interesting odds to look at this weekend at Knoxville. Who knows what's going to happen? Last last year, Austin Hill won the race after it was completely chaotic at the end. We'll see what happens on Saturday night. Well, we will all find out together. Those are some interesting odds right there, and perhaps maybe you want to venture into those waters when you do. Uh, and you decide to wager a couple of units there, you can tune in with us and see how things are going. Saturday, again, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, Clean Harbors 150, Knoxville Raceway. It will be their second and final race on the dirt in 2022. Motor Racing Network airtime, 7 p.m. Eastern this Saturday night. Then, of course, next weekend, we're back at it with the Cup Series, the Truck Series, the Xfinity Series at Nashville Super Speedway. We will be back next week to preview that and get you dialed in to NASCAR's return to Music City. So with that being said, enjoy the Cup and Xfinity off weekend, but enjoy some truck series racing coming your way Saturday. Can't wait to get to Knoxville and figure out if, number one, it's going to be less chaotic at the end. It was total chaos at the end of that race last year. And then see who will be reigning supreme on the dirt in Iowa. We'd like to thank Steve Post for joining us here on NASCAR Live Wide Open. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you for the download. We appreciate it. We'll do it all again next week right here on NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 